Mic check, one, two, I got it. Crowd seven, three, we the motherfucking hottest. Whenever I grab this mic, I'ma rock it. And if you don't believe me, motherfucker, just watch it. Old school copy, top I chop it. Dub four flats, what you know about it? Fresh denim slacks, green backs in my pocket. If it ain't about a profit, boy, stop it. Big boss Mac, baby, that you being modest. Niggas hating on me, but I don't see the logic. Got a bad chick, and she straight up out the projects. And later on, I'ma make a pop lock, drop it, I'ma hood. A down south Georgia boy from the woods. Eat good, smoke good, drink good. And I ain't fuck your girl yet, but I could hit her. It's money over bullshit, and you a bullshitter. And yeah, you little niggas talk tough. But where I'm from, we don't talk much. Nah, bro, the jump bad man that'll get you glocked up. Act bad, now you out line and chalk dust. But enough about gunplay. Have you heard that Jay-Z and Beyonce? Everything is love, it's the thing in the streets. Yeah, the lyrics real cool and the same with the beats. Yeah, I know my flow is crazy, I'm insane when I speak. But I'm a monster in the booth, it's the same in the street. I keep the gas in the suite and that thing when I creep. Motherfucker, stop playing with me. Hell yeah, I'm a hood. A down south Georgia boy from the woods. Eat good, smoke good, drink good And mess around with the squad Dog, you could get a full clip of slugs Understood? Get like you? Now get like bro Check my flow, how hard I go No shots, dog, me all my dough Ralph Lauren horses on all my clothes And all I blow is that hydro And all my pros suck like Lipo Hopping out the Chevy with the suicide dose Nigga, I'm the illest, both you and I know The young country Nigga with the super fly flow and the super fly whip coming through riding slow. 35 years old, but you ain't seeing my flow. It's too fucking easy to do it with my eyes closed. I'm a hood. A down south Georgia boy from the woods. Nigga. Eat good, smoke good, drink good. Nigga. And I ain't fuck your girl yet, but I could hit her. It's money over bullshit. And you a bullshitter. You are now in tune to the mother crap. <laughs> I like that though. I think I'm gonna start every episode just like that with a 16. Um, that was a little bit more than a 16, but you catch my drift. If my wife hears that, she's gonna kick my ass, baby. You know, I just bullshit. And I ain't got no hoes. I wrote that so long ago. I don't even think I had hoes when I wrote that. It was the only thing I could come up with for this first episode. So. Yeah, if you hear anybody starting off their podcast with a 16 with an original verse that they wrote, remember where you got that from or where they got that from because up until this point, I have not heard that. I'd like to thank y'all for checking in to the first episode of The Craft since 73, that is. So exactly what the hell is The Craft? Um... So I've kind of combined my my top three hobbies, social media, hip-hop, and journalism in no particular order in attempt to create this platform dedicated to just that, the culture and the craft of hip-hop. You know, I realized that hip-hop has a big, big, has a humongous influence on, you know, culture today. So I just decided to do a blog about it and... Here's the podcast for it. We're going to be doing mixtape and album reviews. We're going to be getting into some news, updates, 
Hopefully as the platform grows, we can promote some up and coming artists and up and coming producers. Get into, you know, interviewing some artists and some producers and models and whatever the fuck ever else. Right now, our main medium is Instagram. So you can catch us on Instagram at the craft since 73. That's at T H E. C-R-A-F-T-S-I-N-C-E-7-3. I hope I spelled that right. We're also on Twitter at the same name, at the since 73 We're working on Facebook, and Facebook will probably be some minimum shit, because Facebook be on the bullshit when it comes to blogging for music. But anyway, so we're going to jump into the news, man. First up, offset of the Migos locked up yesterday reportedly he was stopped outside of Atlanta for suspicion of his tent being too dark on his SUV I guess one thing led to another they ended up searching the car at first they were just saying it was a firearm but new reports say he was also arrested for possession of marijuana not really a good look for offset of the Migos because he is on probation um stemming from a previous felony conviction but we send prayers and thoughts out to him man because you know him and Cardi B just had the baby it ain't even been two weeks so not really a good look man free the boy offset they didn't report exactly where he was stopped but I'm willing to bet it was Henry County all they said was outside of Atlanta but the reason I think it's Henry County because I've had two instances um, being stopped by Henry County PD they claim my tent was too dark they got a little machine they put on your window and all that shit and even when I passed the test the guy still asked to search my car glad I knew my rights because I declined the search and they didn't have probable cause so they had to let me the fuck go So, yeah, I I think it's Henry County, but we'll see. Also, Broward County, Florida. Four men have been charged with the murder of Florida rapper. I am not going to even try this. XXX Tentacion. I'm very familiar with the rapper. I like his music, but I've never been able to pronounce his name right. Hopefully I did that right. I have not even heard his name said verbally too many times, so forgive me if I said it wrong, but they have been named as Diedrich Williams, Michael Boatwright, Trayvon Newsom, and Robert Allen. Williams and Boatwright have been arrested while the other two remain at large. Reportedly, he was shot over 50 racks that he had in the Louis Vuitton bag, I think they said it was. Rest in peace to him, man. I, I actually, I'll admit, I I wasn't familiar with all his music, but after he died, I went back and checked out some of his stuff, and dude was actually pretty nice with it, in my opinion. Also, chairman of the board and founder of Papa John's, John Schnatter, Schnatter, I don't know how you pronounce that shit, um resigned from his position because it was revealed that he used the n-word during a conference call better ingredients better pizza better niggas 
Yeah, man, I, well, I guess that's it for Papa John's, man. Y'all know I just be looking for a reason to boycott some shit, uh, not watching football again this season. And, you know, black people say they don't like Papa John's pizza, but I'm going to keep it all the way 100. Like, that shit is all right with me. I don't know if, you know, I just stay next or, or in the area with the good Papa John's or whatever the fuck, but people be knocking Papa John's. But at any rate, I can't eat the shit now because he said what he said. Yes, I, I use nigga. Um, I, I've, I've used it. I admit it. I put the H on it to emphasize it's nigga. Now, you know, nigga, nigga, nigga this, nigga, nigga, please, nigga, can, you know, can you lend a nigga a pencil? Now, it's a lot of white people that use argument. Black people say the word all the time. Why can't we say it? First of all, not every black person uses the word. I use the word. I'm trying to cut down on it. I promise I am. But... Not every black person uses that word. So if you happen to say it to or around somebody that doesn't use it, it's still fucking offensive. And even if we do use it, let me give you an example. For white men, for example, your wife, you might call her sweetie, beautiful, sexy, whatever the fuck. Just because you call her that, is it okay for me to walk inside your house and call your wife the same thing? So at the end of the day, just don't use it. In other news, NFL, we back with this shit again, man. As you know, back in May, the NFL announced that it had this mandatory thing going on where players had to stand for the anthem. It looks like a document from the Miami Dolphins was leaked uh Stating that, you know, any player that kneeled during the anthem would be suspended. And for whatever reason, the document leaked. People went crazy about it. And the NFL has decided to pause uh, on its stance to require players to stand. So we'll see how that goes. I didn't watch the NFL last year, and as far as I'm concerned, if Colin Kaepernick does not get a job, I am not going to watch this season either. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Moving along, y'all. I wrote this article this past week entitled Dirty Dozen, The South's 12 Most Influential Albums. If you want to check that album, uh, that article out, rather, Head over to our Instagram page at the craft since 73. Link is in the bio. I think I have it pinned to the top of the Twitter page and to my Twitter page. And it's also in the link in my bio on my personal page, bwarn.com on Instagram. I won't read the whole article, but I'll kind of go through it. So I wrote this article about the 12 albums that had the most impact on hip-hop culture in the south and influenced southern hip-hop to be what it is today so it's not necessarily a an article about who had the best album or what the best album was it was about 
the albums that had the most influence that kind of catapulted Southern hip hop into what it is today. So I'll go down the list and this is in the order of release. So this is not saying the first album is the worst or the last album is the best. This is in the order, chronological order. 1 through 12, Outkast, Southern Playlistic, Cadillac Music, 8-Ball and MJG on top of the world, Riding Dirty by UGK, R.I.P. Pimp C, The Untouchable by Scarface, Ghetto D by Master P, Outkast, a criminal, they made the list two motherfucking times. How about that? Juvenile, 400 Degrees. Ludacris, Back for the First Time. Trick Daddy, Thugs R Us. T.I., I'm Serious. Young Jeezy, Let's Get It, Thug Motivation 101. And last but not least, Lil Wayne, The Carter Three. So head on over, man, to read that article. See why I picked what I picked and why I picked what I picked. Feel free to hit me on Twitter, hit me on Instagram with your opinions. So let's get into some music, man. Lil Kiki, Self Made 2. Uh, if you're not familiar with Lil Kiki, man, go jump off the roof or something. Uh, <laughs> probably my favorite rapper from Texas outside of Bun B and Scarface. OG in the game uh, with a new project, Self Made 2, features Slim Thug, Bun B, Big Crit, Zero, amongst others. And I have to say, I did not rate this project. We only rated Wiz Khalifa's joint this week, but this shit was awesome, man. Kiki is a fool on the mic. Um, this project kind of mm, how can I say it it surprised me a little bit because as, as as much as an OG as a veteran as Kiki is there was a lot of new age shit on this album you know some auto tune and the singing shit but the album was still dope I mean Kiki is man you have to go listen to this shit yourself and then on the other hand you know, Kiki is probably trying to, you know, expose or give some exposure to some of the younger guys out of Houston. So that probably is what that's all about. Uh, gonna let y'all hear a little bit from the album. The first track I'm gonna let y'all hear a little bit of is Say Man featuring Big Crit. I think Big Crit also did the beat. So here it is. Alright, so uh, according to my research, I can only play 30 seconds of some shit without being sued for critiquing purposes, so until I find out something different, that's all you're gonna get. So that was Say Man featuring Big Crit 
uh, produced by Big Crit as well. The second track I am gonna let y'all preview is my favorite track off the project. It's called Chosen, featuring Bam Rogers and Daz Dillinger of the Dog Pound. I urge you to go listen to Daz's verse. I'm not gonna play, I, you know, I'm gonna start to snip it off with the beginning of the song, but Daz snapped on this motherfucker, man. Uh, yeah, Chosen, featuring Bam Rogers and Daz Dillon. Just drop that bitch. I only came with OG. That's OG. I only hang with OG. That's OG. I only stay with OGs. That's OG. I only bang with OGs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Big body, wide turn. Yep, man, I really hate doing that to y'all. 30 seconds seems like it would be a hell of a lot longer than that, but that shit goes fast. I'm gonna do some more research to see if there's a loophole, to see if something I can do, if there's something I can do, but until then, if you are a fan of Dirty South Hip Hop, I highly recommend you go check out Lil Kiki's latest album slash mixtape or let's just call it a project self-made too the whole shit is dope um let's see out of how many projects how many of them did i out of how many albums how many did i add to my playlist so out of 18 songs i added one two three four five six seven eight nine to my actual Apple Music playlists or library. So that's that's half, man. That's pretty good. Definitely go check out Lil Kiki. Other releases this week, uh, Chief Keef released Mansion Music this past week. Uh, Future also released Beast Mode. Y'all, I'm trying to get more to this new age shit. And a lot of the shit I like, like a lot of Chief Keef shit I like, some of Future shit I like, a lot of Future shit I like. And I realized like trying to be a hip hop blogger, I have to be uh, very, very open-minded, which I am for the most part, but Beast Mode 2 fucking suck. My daddy said you can't rap. I honestly couldn't find one cut on the entire project that I like. So, you know, go be the judge, be your own judge, but I can't put my stamp on Beast Mode 2. Last but definitely not least on the music side, the highlight of this podcast, Wiz Khalifa, Rolling Papers 2. Just a little bit about Wiz Khalifa, uh, currently signed to Atlantic Records actually signed his first deal in 2009 with Warner Brothers and released an album Deal or No Deal. Funny story about Wiz Khalifa, I used to make beats, I'm thinking about getting back into it, but got a few small placements on, you know, TV shows and, you know, uh, background music and things of that nature, but the guy that was managing me at the time hit me up and was like, hey man, it's this kid out of Pennsylvania, Uh, he has this song, they're looking for a remix. And the song ended up being Say Yes uh, off of one of his older mixtapes. And I don't even know what happened to that remix because I don't even recall a remix coming out. 
So and if, if if one did, we didn't we didn't get a placement from uh you know the producers that were in my circle. But anyway, I think it's just kind of cool that you know I've seen Wiz Khalifa grow to what he is now. And actually, my introduction to Wiz was when I first joined Twitter in like 2009, I think. Uh, Kush and orange juice was twinning, uh, twinning, <laughs> trending like a motherfucker, and. I went to go check it out, and I was like, "Oh shit! It's the it's the the cat from from Pittsburgh that we were supposed to do the remix for years ago." And I was blown away, man. Um, Cushion Orange Juice was so good; it made me go back and check out Prince of the City, uh, Flight School, uh, Deal or No Deal, Star Power, all of his old shit, and even the How Fly shit he had with uh currency um i think they're gonna put out another edition coming sometime soon but long story short i listened to wiz khalifa probably for damn near a year year and a half and he was damn near all i listened to so definitely uh uh one of my favorite artists i guess just a little bit about Wiz Khalifa. He was born in Minutes or Minwa or Minno or I guess I should have Googled that before I attempted this, but North Dakota. <laughs> his family, they were in the military and his name is Cameron Jabril Tomas. His stage name is derived from Khalifa, an Arabic word meaning successor in wisdom, which is shortened to Wiz. So that's where he gets his name from. He is the front man for Taylor Gang, which is his uh his his collective, which is actually named after the high school that he and other members went to in Pittsburgh. Taylor Alderdice High School, I think it is. Um so yeah, he's the front guy. You got Chevy Woods, you got Sosa Man from Houston, you got Juicy J formerly of 3-6 Mafia. You also have uh, Tuki Carter, who's part of the Taylor Gang, who actually, um, I know y'all niggas like, man, this nigga got a story for everything. Tuki is a very uh, famous tattoo artist. Shouts out to everybody, Tuki Carter, um, Maya Bailey, everybody down at the City of Ink. Tuki actually did, out of my seven tattoos, Tuki did five of them. He did my first tattoo, in 2002 I think it is and so yeah he's done five of my seven tattoos so shout out Tuki and it's cool seeing him doing his thing too being all on world star and live mixtapes and national TV and all that other shit you know what I'm talking about so rolling papers too uh overall it was a it was a cool album I mean here's the thing about Wiz uh when I first got into Wiz, I was really, really into him. And I will not lie, I was a little disappointed by the original Rolling Papers. Uh, to me, there's no other way to say it, but to me, it kind of seemed like he was going pop a little bit. It wasn't the Wiz Khalifa that I had grown to love. Uh, Only Nigga in First Class was a little bit better. Black Hollywood was a little bit better than that. My favorite major Wiz Khalifa album to this day is probably uh, his last joint, Khalifa. He kind of went back to the old Wiz on that, so that was dope. And all of the, the cabin fevers, I think it's two of them, uh, they were dope as well. He kind of went back to the old Wiz on that. But 
Rolling Papers 2 is cool. You know, one trend I've noticed is that a lot of rappers these days, within the last five years, they're naming all of their albums like, you know, sequels, this part two, this part three. And to me, if you're going to do that, I think the sequel should have kind of like a similar vibe to the original. And Rolling Papers 2, some of it kind of had the vibe as Rolling Papers 1 had, but it sounded like a sequel to Cushion Orange Juice to me. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of the Underground Wiz. And, you know, the album was was above average. Wiz didn't really display the lyrical ability that I know he's capable of because Wiz is pretty fucking dope on the mic. Uh, but this album, he, he didn't show that the whole way through. I mean, he did have some dope bars on there, but it, it didn't really live up to what... Uh, I know Wiz could do And the thing about it is He sounds bored as shit on this album a little bit um, A lot of references to Just kind of being tired of being in the spotlight Tired of being in show business Tired of being around fake people This album actually sounds like He's considering uh, retirement or something But overall dope album I think it did sound a bit forced or rushed As if they were trying to meet like some kind of deadline a lot of the hooks and some of the lyrics just they just sounded forced man it just sounded like Wiz was like you know what can I come up with to get this shit over with but some of the shit was dope uh some of the features are Gucci Man, Snoop Dogg, Sway, Sway Lee, Bone Thugs and Harmony all five of them niggas Wish, Crazy, Lazy, Busy, and even Flesh. Like, Flesh is always a nigga missing in action. But on this song, all five of them are on there. I do not particularly care for that song. I thought that there could be a much better use of Bone Thugs in Harmony. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, it also features the late Jimmy Wapo. Um, young man tragically gunned down in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, fellow Pennsylvania or uh, fellow Pittsburgh native, I should say, right there with Wiz Khalifa. Actually, I think Jimmy Watt was signed to Taylor Gang like a week or so before he died. So, in honor of him, man, I am going to, the first track I'll play is a track that features him. It's called Blue Hunnets off the Rolling Papers 2 album by Wiz Khalifa featuring Hardo and Jimmy Wapo. Yep, so that's that and kind of has like a little trap feel to it a little bit. Um, so out of 27 tracks, I downloaded 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So a little bit over half of the 
the CD. Uh, it was it was cool, man. Not my favorite Wiz Khalifa project, but we actually rated this one, and this was the first album that we rated. So, like, the Source magazine has its own rating scale, and how Double XL has its own rating scale. Uh, we kind of came up with our own shit over here at the craft and it's a little bit more simple it goes from one to four you can get you know 1.25 2.50 3.75 you know we do do decimals uh one is trash two is all right three is dope four is classic we'll also tell you what our favorite favorite tracks and our least favorite tracks were and kind of what sound the album had could you party to it could you ride to it could you chill to it could you think did it make you think is it some street shit did it make you horny make you want to go uh find your girl or find your guy uh is it something you could play when you go to the gym so this particular album we gave 2.75 um initially it was a 2.75 i went back and listened again and i was gonna give it a three but i couldn't quite give it a three just because i know what wiz khalifa's potential is so 2.75 is not quite dope but it's better than just i right. uh the production included Sle- sledrin his longtime uh collaborating producer sledrin uh tm88 and Young Chop, amongst others. My least favorite track on there was a song called Very Special. Uh, It's kind of some lovey-dovey romantic shit. I, I really wasn't digging that. But my most favorite track on the album was one called Ocean, and of course, I'm gonna let you hear that shit, so here it is. Netflix and extra long splits. Hit it once she recognized what the difference is. My bottom bitch don't even trip. She see me with other chicks. She hardly drink, but for me, she'll take a sip. Do what you gotta do to pay your rent. Only party with lame niggas at they expense. I'm talking good weed, steak, and shrimp. Niggas running off with styles that they ain't invent. Yeah, I really hope I can find a loophole behind that 30 second shit, cause that shit lame. But yeah, Ocean. Um, and that is probably my favorite two lines from the entire album. Good weed, steak, and shrimp. Niggas running off with styles that they ain't invent. That shit was cold. The next and final track I'm going to play for y'all off the album was another one of my favorites. Not my favorite, but one of my favorites. It's called Karate featuring Chevy Woods. I don't think anybody else is on there. Let me tell you, Chevy Woods totally dominates this fucking song. Um, well, I won't say he dominates it. He comes hard in the motherfucker on it. Uh, it's actually two songs in one. Uh, the other song is called Never Hesitate featuring Darius Wilrich, but it's all one track. So the, the, the shit which, which Chevy Woods plays first, uh, which is karate, and then the next shit comes in. So I am going to let you hear 
part of Karate featuring Chevy Woods where Wiz Khalifa and Chevy Woods kind of go back and forth on some Styles P. Jadakiss type shit. Uh, here it is. Check it out. All that, all that OG in my joint. How you hit all that? I be always moving forward. I ain't never moving backwards. Natural with the talent. I don't never had to practice. Since we talking practice, bitch, I'm balling just like Iverson. My new bitch immaculate, and I'm so used to trafficking. I be with the baddest bitch, and best believe I'm stabbing it. I hit her with the magic stick. My car could do Aye. a magic trick. You can't lock me down, baby. Let me live my life. Whip a four into a six, cause baby, I'm not nice. Hey, you ain't boxed up, nigga. You can't change that price. Yep, so that was Karate. Wiz Khalifa featuring Chevy Woods. Them boys went hard on that. So overall, man, Rolling Papers 2 was a pretty cool project. Like I said, out of four flames, we gave it 2.75, almost three. Uh, like I said, man, our rating scale is a little different. It's a little bit more simplistic, I like to think, than the whole five mic thing or most of the other rating systems out there so shouts out to Wiz Khalifa and the whole Taylor gang that damn near wraps it up for the first episode of The Craft uh, technical difficulties like a motherfucker it is 3.30am here in Atlanta <laughs> and I've been working on this shit since like 6 this afternoon I got two MacBooks y'all um, one of them I can't find a fucking charger to and the other one, I have used damn near all of my hard drive space, but I deleted some because I was originally trying to record this on a Windows desktop and everything was going good and then the motherfucker started crashing on me and it crashed. I got like 10 minutes into the podcast and it crashed. And I got 10 minutes into it again and it crashed again. The third time, I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just gonna try to figure something else out. I damn near gave up. But I really wanted to get this episode out this weekend. So I appreciate each and every one of you all who uh, locked in with me with your dog. Check us out, man, on Instagram at the craft since 73 at T-H-E-C-R-A-F-T-S-I-N-C-E-7-3. You can also find us on Twitter at the craft since 73 like i said facebook it's a it's a few moving parts man um i ran an older blog called extra regular i am putting that on the back burner and going all the way hard with this craft shit i'm trying to get them to merge the two pages so i won't lose the 200 followers that i have but they bullshit so i don't know how that how, how that's gonna go but we all the way live on Instagram and Twitter, so follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Hopefully, we will have this up on SoundCloud, uh, the Apple iTunes podcast shit, the Google Play podcast shit, and all the other shit, YouTube and all that. So make sure y'all holler at me, man. Let me know how y'all enjoying this shit, man. Give me some feedback. Don't leave me out here talking to myself, man. Shouts out to all the other dope-ass people I know doing podcasts. Um, shouts out to my folk them over at Living Corporate. Yeah, my dog, Zach Nunn, out of Dallas, Texas, with the whole Living Corporate podcast. Shouts out to my folk them over at Smoking and Joking. Uh, who else, man? Shouts out to the home team, Duncan Penderhughes, with the ignorant by choice thing going up. 
doing major numbers on Facebook. Good shit. Uh, who else, man? The homie Jason goes by Dope Tomorrow. Uh, they got the whole Bigger Than Pancakes podcast going up. And last but not least, my homegirl Rita with the Irk Music Geek podcasting blog going up. That's I-R-K-E-D Music Geek, G-E-E-K, Irked Music Geek. Check her out. And then also, if you're looking to get into podcasting and blogging and you listen to this, you checked out the Instagram page and you think it's something you would be interested in, holler at your boy, man. I'm looking to expand the team. I think it would be a hell of a lot more interesting if we had some other perspectives, uh, some other viewpoints. So definitely looking for people to work with, to podcast with, to blog with, and to create some dope-ass content with. You can hit me up, shoot me a DM on Instagram at the craft since 73 or on Twitter. Or you can even hit me up on my personal, bwarren.com. That's at B-W-A-R-R-E-N-D-O-T-C-O-M. Holla at your dog. Look, man, I came in this bitch rapping, and I think I'm going to leave with a story. Hopefully, y'all find this shit funny. So, all right, so boom. It was 2003. And at the time, I was attending Georgia State University. I lived in the village, uh, which were the dorms for Georgia State, right on the corner of North Avenue and Centennial. They belonged to Georgia Tech now, but at the time, they were our dorms. So they were apartment-style dorms, four people to each room. So each person had their own bedroom, right? And there were four bedrooms in the apartment. My particular dorm, there were four of us, two white guys, two black guys. And we all, you know, we like to smoke. We all like to drink, get down, do our thing or whatever. So we had earned this name uh, over the span of maybe like two or three months as the party room. Now, we didn't know that motherfuckers was calling us the party room until one day I met this chick. And I was like, yeah, you know, I stay in the Ithaca building room 305. You should come through. She was like, oh, 305 in the Ithaca building? No shit. That's, you stay in the party room, nigga. And that's when we found out we were known as the party room. Uh, we did. It was a, a lot of wild shit going on that year. I'm so glad we didn't get kicked out. We did enough shit that first year at Georgia State. Oh, my God. Actually, a lot of my homies did get kicked out that year, but my roommates, we we held it down, man. We were able to finesse our way through that first year. So anyway, my mom was coming to Atlanta for something. I don't even remember what it was. She was coming with a friend, and let's just say it was Wednesday. We had planned to meet the next day because I actually had to go to work Wednesday night, but before work, I was turning the fuck up. Uh, you know, doing what we do, knocking back a couple of switches or whatever. So whenever we would burn, we would go into one of our bedrooms because burning in the living room was just way too risky. So we burning and burning and burning. And next thing I know, I hear somebody knocking at my door. So my roommate aunt comes in and he's like, yo, Bistro. That's what they used to call me back in the day. Bistro, your fucking mom's in the living room. And I'm like, what the fuck is she doing here? Mind you, we like three, four blunts in. And my mom knew I I got down, but obviously I didn't do it around her. And I obviously was not supposed to be 
wasting time <laughs> doing this shit uh, during my, my college education that she was helping to fund. So nervous as shit. He was like, man, what? your mom's out here, man. What you want me to tell her? And I was like, shit, man, just tell her I went to work. So luckily my phone was on vibrate because he went out there and was like, yeah, he's going to work. Everybody says he's going to work. And she calls me. And I pick up, she's like, yo, where are you at? And I'm in the back room whispering and shit because I don't want her to hear <laughs> like my voice coming from the phone and from the back room. My number one question was how in the fuck did she know where my room was? Because at this point, she had never come to visit me while I was at Georgia State. Well, the lady that she rolled up with also had a daughter at Georgia State University. And me and her knew each other. We went to the same high school. We kind of knew each other, had, had a couple of, of classes together, but we didn't know each other like that. But room 305, our reputation as the party room was so solid throughout the Georgia State community. This girl knew which room I was in and brought my mama to the room and almost got me jammed up. <laughs> Funny story, my mom bought me a hat like two weeks ago and um, it has a zipper on it. It's like a Fisher Fisher bucket hat type deal with a zipper on it, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, you can hide your you can hide your weed in the zipper." <laughs> All right, y'all. That's gonna about do it for your dog. Bewarn.com, man. Appreciate everybody checking in to the first episode. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, even though they be on the bullshit. Uh, whatever site you're listening to this shit on, make sure you do what you're supposed to do on that site. Like, subscribe, share all that. Tell your mama, tell your baby daddy, tell your baby mama. We got this bitch. Yes, I, I use nigga. Uh, I, I, I've used it. I admit it. I put the H on it to emphasize it's nigga. You know, nigga. Nigga this, nigga. Nigga, please. Nigga. You know, can you lend a nigga a pencil? You are now in tune to the mother crab. Yeah.